0: This is the Beginner's Guide to Human Design. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast makes understanding your human design chart super simple and easy. Have you ever looked at your chart and seen all those shapes, lines, arrows, and numbers and gotten lost in the descriptions? Me too. After countless hours of practice and study, I'm here to break it down for you. Now let's get into today's episode. Let's talk about some real life examples of following your strategy and authority. And today I'm going to be sharing three, maybe more real things that I've gone through by using my strategy and my authority and what that really means. Now, why we're even talking about this is because if you really dive in to the strategy and authority and truly apply that to your life, you'll end up following your entire human design chart and living a full life in alignment without having to actually learn your whole human design chart. And if that's not making sense or it sounds too good to be true, then just stay tuned and keep on listening. Before we jump into the whole lesson, the whole topic for today, I want to go over the review of the week. And this is a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, and it's very simple. It's titled, Thank You. Thank you for doing this podcast. I've learned so much about me and my family, and I'm looking forward to learning more. I chose this one today because it can be simple. I've read a lot of really fancy long ones with a lot of details and tons of emojis and fun stuff, and those are incredible as well. But even just a simple thank you and a small comment makes a big difference in the success of this podcast. And you guys have really pulled through. You have done a lot of reviews, a lot of ratings, and I'm incredibly grateful. So, if that was your review that I just read, then you win the prize. You get to DM me over on Instagram at healthy underscore Madeline, and let me know that that was your review and what your username is that you used to write the review. And then your prize is that I'm going to record a little video answering a deep in-depth human design question that you have about your chart. And I'll post that video so that you can save it and re-watch it as much as you want, but it's almost like having a tiny little mini reading session, something very personal for you. And anybody else that wants to enter the drawing to win the prize, All you need to do is write a review wherever you listen to this podcast, and most likely on Apple Podcasts, but if a different app also has reviews, you can do it there, and then each week I will select one and read it, and if it's yours, you win. Now let's get into the meat and potatoes of today's episode. This content today was inspired by the people inside of my human design accountability group that I host. And this is a group where we meet weekly on Zoom and we talk about how to actually live your design, like practical, real life, hard examples, not theories or Metaphorical stuff, and it's 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 not um untouchable information. This is a group where you guys have a real life. you've got real problems, real families, real jobs, real stuff, and how do you actually use your design to up level your life to get in alignment to manifest better, to just feel better to live better and I guide you through it in the group. And so if you are wanting to get into the accountability groups, there's going to be more offered at the time of this um, episode when it comes out. We're right in the middle of August. The group is already going, but I'm just about to open up the dates and times for September. And I'm going to be adding on another group time so we can um, get those evening people in as well. So stay tuned for that. It's not available right this second, but it will be any moment now. And you can find all of that through the link in my bio on Instagram or just go to my website anytime. So let's go through some of these real life examples of following strategy and authority. And the strategy is unique to your energy type. So for example, all generators have the strategy to respond All reflectors have the strategy of waiting a moon cycle. So you can always go and look up your strategy wherever you look up your chart. So I recommend you use myhumandesign.com or use the My Human Design app. I'm not associated with those. I just personally use them and love them. And those are great places to learn more about your strategy. But the strategy is just truly the way that you Get through life, your approach to anything. I also did go over all of the strategies in episodes two through six of this podcast. So feel free to go back and listen to those as well. The authority is a different aspect of your chart. The authority is that voice inside that's unique to you that you're supposed to listen to when making decisions. So the authority could be like an emotional authority or it could be your spleen telling you to listen to your instincts. Very rare people have a mental authority where they should actually use logic. Some people should be doing sounding board. It's called sounding board intuition. It's all very different depending on your design. So you can learn about all of the different authorities in episodes 18 through 24 now you could just listen to the authority episode about you so just the one that's your authority or all my overachievers out there can listen to all episodes 18 through 24 because in those episodes I also explain that if it's not your authority why you would not want to follow it for example In the emotional authority episode, I share that if you don't have an emotional authority, this is why you would not want to listen to your emotions. And I give you examples that are really easy to understand. So go listen to those if you don't know what an authority is. But um, this episode is more about story time, less about education, because most of you have that education or you can go back and listen to the episodes to find out. So, my first example of how I used my strategy and authority to craft the career that I currently have is a pretty interesting story. So, I'm a human design reader, obviously, you guys know that. And I didn't ever plan for this to happen, I didn't know this was going to happen. I never really expected that this would be my career. And here's how it happened. A couple years ago, I heard about human design. I became absolutely enthralled by it instantly. I became obsessed. And I just started studying it like crazy on my own. I got books. I listened to podcasts. I went and got my human design chart read by a reader. And I just went bananas. And I remember that it's all I could talk about with my husband. It's all I thought about. I would get together with my friends and we would just talk about human design. And we all kind of learned about it at the same time. But I noticed I was the one that was going gangbusters with it, and it was almost like I was doing chart readings for them, but really casually, because I really wasn't a reader, I hadn't been trained, but I studied so much that they would ask me questions, and I would answer them, and I would look up what their question was to try and learn more, and I was just noticing like, wow, I really like this, that is interesting. Then I found out that there was a human design reader training and it it was an immediate hell yes. I'm a manifesting generator with a sacral authority. So when I noticed that it was an immediate hell yes for me, like a full-bodied, absolutely I want to sign up for that, it was like, wow, okay, according to my design, I understand that I should do it. But the doubts came in. So the doubts started to creep in and I was thinking like, oh my God, is this going to be another one of those things that I sign up for it and then I get bored and I don't do it? or is this going to be another career for me? I've already been a Pilates teacher. I've already been a fitness instructor, a nutritional therapist. I've done so many different things. I was a performer. Is this going to be one more thing? And my insecurities and my doubts started to creep in. And I went to all the shoulds, should, 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 should. And then I stopped myself and I said, okay, here's a real example of me blocking myself from following my design. It's obviously in alignment for me to sign up for this training because it's a full-bodied hell yes and because I'm obsessed with human design and I'm really leaning into this but I've got all these doubts. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm only going to sign up for the reader training if I fully allow myself to not become a human design reader if I decide I don't want to. And I have to accept in myself that it's okay for me to spend the money, the time, and the energy on this training, even if I never read a chart, if I never make a dime, if I never call myself a human design reader. I have to be comfortable with that in order for me to go forward with this sign up. And I did. I decided that's fine. It's, it's the right amount of money that if I never make the money back, I'm going to be okay. And at least I'll have found out. And that's how I decided to go ahead with the training and trust that my sacral authority was giving me the right answer. And it worked out. I mean, obviously, I'm still doing this. I'm still absolutely obsessed and I still love it. And it's still a full-bodied hell yes. But I also use my authority every day in my job, meaning that I wake up and I look at what I'm going to do that day, whether it's having human design reading appointments, recording this podcast, doing my accountability group, or anything else that I do within my work. I look at that every day and I say, do I still want to do this? Does it still light me up? Is it still a hell yes? And every day so far, it it is. But When the day comes that I say, no, this is not a hell yes. And I know that the day will come because I'm a manifesting generator. And I expect that at some point I'll be ready to pivot or shift a little. And when that day comes, I am going to be okay with that. And I don't have to do this forever. I get to do it until it is no longer a hell yes. And then the next thing feels a hell yes. And when I allow that in my mind, it makes it so much more fun and juicy and aligned for me. No pressure. I feel no pressure in my work at all because I hold that perspective. Notice how so far what I'm talking about, it's all in my head. It's all my attitude and it's all my perspective. It's not really what I'm doing or what decisions I'm making. It's actually my perspective. That's carrying through my design. I've noticed that so, so, so much of us living in alignment with our designs is actually the way that we think about our life more than what we're actually doing doing. The doing and the the tangible things and the actualities are a part of living in alignment as well, but it's mostly the way you think about things and the way that you look at stuff and the energy you carry in your life. So here I am still doing human design until the day that I decide I want to do something else. Now I did also follow my strategy of responding and then informing. When I saw that there was a human design reading or reader training available, I responded with a hell yes. And then I informed. I didn't just keep it to myself. I told my friends. I told my husband. I told my boss who I work for. I told you guys, the public, people that I don't even know. I just told people, hey, I'm doing this. And I didn't tell anybody because I, ne- I needed some kind of outcome, but I have this strategy of responding and then informing. And by me informing, the right people have gotten involved and the wrong people have shifted out of my life. And it's really worked out beautifully. So that is a pretty cool example of something that has sort of come to completion in a way. Of course, nothing comes to completion until we die. But, you know, I've seen the result of me following my strategy and authority around the theme of my career in human design. Now, my next example is something that is not complete, and I have no idea why this is happening or where it's leading, but I really was inspired to share this with you because this is me Right at like the beginning slash middle of me following my strategy and authority. So here we go, dance. Oh my god! You might know that I grew up as a dancer and I danced more than I even went to school. It was a huge, huge part of my life as a young person, and I was preparing to have a career in dance. I was always, um, like the older I got in high school, I was always with that mindset that I'm training as a pre-professional. I'm going to have a career as a dancer. This is it. This is everything to me. And it truly was everything. All of my friends were in dance. It's all I ever did. Until I was 19, I was just finishing up with my freshman year of college as a dance major in Seattle. And I was talking on the phone with my mom and I was telling her how much I was not looking forward to my sophomore year. I was on a walk to the grocery store and I was just complaining about how I was not looking forward to taking ballet and I didn't want to do this class and I just didn't want to go back to school in the fall. And I wasn't saying it because I was serious. I was saying it because that's just what was on my heart and I was just talking. And then she was like, oh, well, why don't you just not go back? And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, just don't go back to school. If you, if you don't want to, then why are you doing that? And I was like, oh, oh, wow, good point. I literally didn't think of that. I've never in my life even considered not dancing. What a revolutionary thought. And I spun around. I didn't go to the grocery store. I marched right down this huge hill in Seattle and went into the registration office at my college and I dropped out. I didn't actually officially drop out. I postponed for a year just in case, but in my mind, I was done. I was like, yeah, I'm not coming back. I'm done. I'm not doing this. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what's happening, but I'm done dancing because I don't want to go to dance class. It was as simple as that, and all I needed was for that idea, that option, to even show up in my mind as something to respond to. Now, this was when I was 19. I'm 32 now. Um, I didn't know a thing about human design. It's not like I was following my design, but I can see looking back that I was following what's in alignment for me by responding and then informing, but without realizing that's what I was doing. So then fast forward all the way through my 20s, I didn't dance at all. Um, not, not at all, not even like one dance class. I I was just completely done with it. And I shifted into a whole other life. I worked in fitness. I worked in nutrition. I did all of that. Then a couple of years ago, my husband and I started taking ballroom dance classes together. And we have been doing that ever since. I think it's been like two and a half years, something like that. And the experience of doing ballroom with my husband has been for me, way more about a connection with my husband than it is about the dancing. It doesn't feel anything like what it was like for me dancing growing up. That was a very selfish feeling growing up, not in a bad way, but it was all about me, my dance skills, performing well, being better, being fit, you know, just all about my training. I don't feel like that even a speck when I dance with my husband. This is much, much, much more about us learning a skill together and improving ourselves and having a a hobby together and, and having an opportunity to work on communication as a partnership. So it doesn't really feel like what it felt like growing up. It's just very different for me. And then the strangest thing happened. About a week ago, I just got this burning feeling that I really want to take ballet. And I have not taken a ballet class in 13 years and three months since I dropped out of school. Not one time have I even had 1% At all desire to do ballet. I mean, I don't know if anybody that's listening has done ballet, but it is incredibly challenging, and it can be very high pressure and stressful. And I was just done. I just got burnt out on it. It was. It's not a part of my life. So I got this feeling that I really want to take ballet. So I went out. I got myself some ballet shoes, and yesterday I took a ballet class, and I was shocked. It was like no time had passed. I felt really comfortable there. I did as I did better than I expected after that long away. I told the teacher afterwards that I hadn't done a class in 13 years, and she was shocked, and she thought that I do ballet all the time. And I'm not saying that to say that I'm a fabulous ballet dancer, because it's not about that. It's just that it was so in alignment for me. It felt like I just fit, like a peg in the correct slot or whatever I don't know what the phrase is but I just fit it felt like perfection in terms of alignment and, it, and it's because I waited and waited and waited without realizing it but I waited until I felt the urge or felt the need to respond yes to taking a ballet class I've also been doing some other dancing that I'm not ready to share about because auditions are involved and it's not like for sure official yet. So I don't really want to share all the details of that, but it's really not a big deal thing. It's just a fun hobby thing. But I've been training to do this other dancing kind of thing. And that as well has felt like Wow, this is in alignment for me and it's at the exact right time and I could never have planned this. And why I'm even talking about this on a human design episode is because I have no idea why I'm doing dance and I have no agenda. I don't know where it's going and I do not care. I couldn't give a rat's ass what the outcome is going to be from all of this. I'm not worried, like, how many ballet classes am I going to take? Or, oh, will this lead to a career? Or is this going to be my new thing? Or am I going to go back into being a dancer professionally? Like, I don't care at all about entertaining those kinds of thoughts. And if you're the kind of person that will only do something because you need an outcome, like it needs to be beneficial or it needs to be rewarding or it needs to become your career or it needs to be impressive, those sorts of needs or desires or agenda-making behaviors are never going to serve anybody's human design chart. So how I'm looking at this is that Well, yesterday I wanted to go to that ballet class, so I did. And then what I can see as a result from that is that I had so much energy from that because it felt so in alignment that it enhanced the entire rest of my day. And I slept like a baby last night, which is not that common for me. And today I feel like I'm bursting at the seams with energy. And it's because as a manifesting generator, when you indulge in things that feel satisfying and feel like they're exciting, they're lighting you up, they're giving you energy, that is what actually gives your life fuel. So me going to a ballet class simply because I felt like it fuels me in my career, in my marriage, in my relationships, in my health. It literally pumps me up with so much energy, I don't even know what to do with all of it. And you would never think that going to ballet class would be an energy creation source. Like it's not logical, these things. And so again, I'm not worried where it's leading. Even this other dance thing that I don't want to share about that actually is a little more serious, it has auditions and schedules and performances. Even that, I don't really care where it's going or what's going to happen from it. I only care if I feel like doing it and if it feels satisfying and in alignment for me, then I want to do that. And then what's like the most mystical, magical, incredible thing about all of this that's so meta is that this is the sensation that I had when I first learned about human design And I allowed myself to just blindly indulge in human design, and I'm shocked at where it's led me into a completely random career that's wildly successful that I love every single day. And right now, I'm feeling that level of sparkly, mystical magicalness when I take these dance classes and go to these rehearsals, and I have no idea what's around the corner I'm not projecting that I'm going to have a career in dance. I'm just knowing that when I find that juicy thing and I indulge in it like it's candy, something shocking comes from it. This is literally how manifestation works. You get yourself into alignment and manifest things that you that are beyond your dreams, like bigger than your mind can even conceive. Just by you simply following the breadcrumbs of listening to your strategy and your authority and doing it without worrying about why or where it's leading or how impressive it looks. So this whole thing is like so meta for me, but it's so exciting and makes me just fall in love with life. And I want to share one more example that's a little bit more um, tangible and a little bit more on the logical side. So I treat my career pretty different than how most business people do or business coaches would recommend. I don't really plan out much in advance at all. Um, Only enough so that whoever is going to sign up for my programs can actually sign up in advance, Um, you know, like a few weeks or months in advance. But a lot of people will map out like their whole year or their whole quarter, all their offerings. And that might seem like it's smart. But for me, I've noticed that when I do that, oftentimes the things that are further down the line end up not being in alignment and they don't really work out because I was only doing that because I thought that it would be a good schedule or it would be a good offering at that point. So breathwork, for example. Some of you know that I'm also a breathwork practitioner and I host these somatic breathwork journeys that are either like in-person workshops or I've done ones on Zoom. And I remember a couple of months ago, Um, We were on the last workshop that I had announced. So I had announced a few. We, you know, time was going along. We did them and some people were showing up for the last workshop that I had announced. And somebody had asked me, what's the plan? What are you going to do next? Like, are you doing more breath works? Are we going to do this again next month? Is it going to be the same kind of schedule we've been doing? And I was like, I don't know. And she looked at me like I, like shock. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. My, my authority and strategy haven't really kicked in. So I'm not sure where this is going, but I know I'm going to do breath work. It's not gone forever. I'm not quitting, but I just don't have the schedule defined yet because I don't, I haven't felt a hell yes about a plan. And she was like, whoa, whoa. That is like makes me really uncomfortable but also like I really respect that and it makes me uncomfortable because that's not how I operate but like that's super fascinating that that's how you're doing this. And then I did wait. I waited and waited and waited until a plan dropped into my mind that felt like a hell yes. And then that happened again today on my human design accountability call. Somebody brought up that she really wished that she had signed up for my somatic breathwork journey a few months ago, and she's bummed out that she didn't do that. And then I haven't um, scheduled any more of those. And immediately when she said that, it dropped into my mind, I want to do that again. That's a hell yes. I want to offer another online breathwork. And it's not just because this person is asking, but it's because she put it out there in, in my consciousness that it's an option And I responded with a hell yes. Like hell yes, I want to probably do that. I want to explore that option. It's just been out of my mind because I haven't been seeing it as an option to respond to. So I hope that that's making sense. Um, I'm only sharing that because it's an example of how I use my strategy of responding in business. When an idea or a suggestion comes into my field That's what I respond to and then an offering in my business blooms from there. Or a workshop or a scheduling thing or a new anything in my business blossoms and actually comes to reality from first a seed being planted in my mind and me responding. So I invite you to really dive into your own strategy and authority because these are the meat and potatoes, the gold, the essence of your human design chart. And when you follow them, you will land in the right environment. You will eat the right diet. You will make the right friends. You will live in the right place. You will just, your life will literally fall into place when you take it serious about the strategy and authority. And if you're struggling with practically applying this to your life, I invite you to join my upcoming human design accountability groups. Stay in touch with me and you'll get all the information of how to sign up. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all your ratings and your reviews. And also thank you to those of you who share this podcast on social media and tag me at healthy underscore Madeline. I just absolutely love seeing who's listening. So have a beautiful week and I will catch you next time we mm-hmm.